Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hello, everyone. It is Anne Duffy, and welcome to the Just Do It podcast. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm very happy to have a special guest and a dear friend, a friend that we've gotten to know each other better. Actually, even this year, we've known each other for a long time, but she is the trainer of all trainers. She is the most well-known and respected speaker in the industry of dentistry and beyond, and also the most well-known and sought after speakers coach in dentistry. And she has earned this title. Um, we just finished up and wrapped up our Do Life Retreat in 2022. And if I looked around the room, the sea of faces and the sea of powerhouses in the room, I would imagine half of that room has been coached by this amazing woman in dentistry, this amazing coach. Please help me welcome Catherine Itell Belt. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Anne. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you too. Even when we're on Zoom, we we just we had so much fun on the beach when we were at CE on the beach. I know, and uh, that was a that was just fun uh, sipping on our um, margaritas or whatever we were sipping. Rum uh -huh. punch, rum punch. What was yep. that? Yeah, what was it called? Uh, not not Novocaine, but something like that. <laughs> remember, but it was fun, and yeah. we had a great time with our husbands. But most importantly, I have just. You know, been looking at you from afar and knowing all the women that you've trained and the men that you've trained, um, not only on um, for the stages of uh, dentistry, but stages beyond. And tell us a little bit about your background and how you got where you are today to this to this level of uh, coaching. Yeah, well, you know, I came from dentistry and um, sort of worked my way up the ranks and eventually became a practice management consultant. And I did that for a couple of decades and it was great work. Um, and then I got into my 50s and decided that I wanted to focus on the pieces of it that I loved the most, which was training communication skills. And in an while I was a consultant, um, I looked for a way to get better results with clients. And I took a train the trainer course. And that led to me applying those principles and getting a lot better results with mm -hmm. my clients when I finally learned how to teach instead of just fire hose people with good information. Um, and so ultimately that led to me creating a course for people within the dental industry about how to train um, adults if there's something that, and we still do those courses today, but it was in doing those courses that people would ask, well, so is training the same as speaking or is it the same skills or, you know, does it apply? And so we end, and, and there is a lot of crossover. There are a lot of skills that you would use in training, like engagement, audience engagement is audience engagement, whether you're standing on a stage or you're leading a workshop or whatever. But there also are some very big distinctions, I think, between training and speaking. And so from that course, we sort of, um, created this train the speaker, um, which was distinct from train the trainer. Oh. And so many, many people in that audience have taken both um, or gotten private coaching on one or the other. And uh, so we really do both. I mean, for me and the distinction between the two is outcome. So if your outcome that you've promised to whoever hired you is any level of mastery 
like they could do this thing you're teaching Monday morning with some level of mastery, then that is training. Because to get mastery, they need practice. They need you there to guide, to see what did they get? What did they not get? But if your outcome is to shift the way they think or to just introduce them to a new way of thinking about your topic or to see it from a different perspective, if that's your outcome, not necessarily mastery, then it's probably leaning more toward a, what I would call a speech. And so in both of those, of course, we get we look for engagement and audience interaction, but the but we use the interaction for different purposes. One on the speech side is just to keep their attention. And on the training side, it's really to get understanding and, and mastery. So that's how I came to it. And now we do private coaching and we're getting ready to launch uh, a video on-demand video training series for speakers. Uh, we're very excited about that. Well, so. that's exciting because you, you're, you're all the way on the West coast and I'm already in the East coast here. And so time is money, right? And so it's great to be able to, um, provide that for people that can't necessarily get where you are. And, and, you know, as we both know, you know, you're, you're kind of like around the country now. So, you know, who knows where Catherine I tell is we'll have to have that. That'll be another fun game we can play. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's true, And it's true. And, and, and even beyond that, I didn't want to keep repeating the training because we're doing a lot of virtual. Yes. Training, so you can definitely get this virtually. Um, although many people do, I'm getting ready to, to train a, a very high profile dentist in our industry. And he's flying out to San Diego for the, for a day of training. So people do that in person and it's great. Um, but you can definitely get the training virtually. But what I found myself was that I was it, with individuals. I just kept repeating the same, right. you know, information about how to organize your content or how to find and tell good stories or um, what to do with your body on the stage and things like that. And so we just decided let's put all that in a in short video content so people can watch it, learn it, get it, and then when we coach them, we don't have to. We don't have to teach that stuff. We can get right into let's look at your speech. Well, well, that 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 is genius because I'll tell you why. You get the nuts and bolts, right? And then you have to hone it. Then you put that mm -hmm. special little sprinkle on it. And right. then that's where you come in again to like, okay, let's let's make a a good speech great. That's and a right. great speech, magnificent. That's and that's it. when it takes the the one-on-one. The -on -one. But you know, the, the interesting thing, it's kind of funny, I'll just share this story. Um, I just remember being at an all-women's conference or like there were a few men there and the speaker was a man. And I remember calling the, the person um, and if he's listening to this, he will know who he is and saying, what the heck is going on here? Um, you have this... 99% female audience and you're ha you can't find a female to be a speaker. And so I was really, I was another Aaron Brockovich moment I had, and this wasn't that long <laughs> ago, but you know, like what, why is the ability to become a, a powerful and persuasive speaker an essential professional skill for women? Because sometimes we sit in the back seat. How do, why is that so important? Well, I think women, um, you know, they have a different perspective we have I mean as we should and I love coaching men and I think men have a very um uh, you know a big we have we have they have a lot to say to yes. the gentle and beyond you know audiences beyond that so do women 
And I think the balance of those perspectives is important. And I would love to be a force for getting more women on the stage. I find women, um, you know, we sometimes are uniquely challenged with all that we are committed to uh, in our lives. And, you know, finding one more minute to get trained as a speaker seems sometimes an impossible task, but it's easier than most women think. And I think we also deal, although men certainly do as well, but I think women deal a lot with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe if I think I have something to say, I'll get up there, but they'll realize that I don't know everything about this. And so it holds them back from sharing what they do know and what they have mastered and what they could contribute um, in a really, in a really important way to our industry and to others in this industry. And so there's never been a better time to become a speaker, uh, especially a female speaker in this industry. There's a great push to get, you know, at least equal voice for women yes. on stage. And so I, I think the skills are the same, um, but sometimes what holds us, holds us back is different than what holds men back. Um, that's at least that's what we've seen in our experience. And yeah. so I think that it's easier than you think. I mean, there are some really stunning ways to handle nerves and fear of the stage. Um, I, I take a very different approach than other speaker coaches. We, you know, I, I've gotten coaching, lots of good coaching in my career for my speaking abilities. And a lot of the advice I got for handling my nerves was very much geared toward dealing with the symptoms of fear instead of ultimately what I learned to do was deal with the cause the cause is that primal fight or flight. The cause is that we framed the audience as a body of judgment. And our brain sees that as a threat. And so it pumps adrenaline. And that's the, the symptoms are the shaky hands, the sweaty palms, the dry mouth, the racing heart. Those are all symptoms of adrenaline. And I'm the kind of girl that says, well, why are we pumping the adrenaline in the first place? Why do we even have that reaction when we think of stepping on a stage? And I have concluded that it's because we see and have framed that audience as a body of judgment. So I work with speakers and myself uh, on always reframing the audience as something it also is. Uh, it is also true that they are a body of need. They need they wouldn't be there if they weren't looking for something to ease some discomfort, to make something more, you know, easier, to make something more profitable, to make something more balanced, um, to learn, to fill in a gap of knowledge they can't quite close. There are people in the audience, that's the only reason they're there, is to, they're, they're there to close a gap of some kind. And if we have some ideas about how to help that, I sort of see it as like ointment for the wound or, you know, salve for the pain. And it just, when I think of it that way, then it brings it from sort of the amygdala in the brain, that's the fight or flight primitive part, that's pumping adrenaline. It moves it to the prefrontal cortex where we have empathy and executive function and strategic thought. But empathy is the key. When we engage empathy, we actually release serotonin 
and dopamine and all of those calming, happy hormones and chemicals into our bloodstream rather than adrenaline and cortisol, which is what the primitive brain is doing. So it really is. Those are the kinds of things I love helping speakers to see that it's not as frightening as they think. And there's some simple tools that we can use to get you on the stage, feeling confident um, and getting your message out there. So wow. Yeah, it's hope- such a mind shift because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't forget what I want to say. I hope they mm-hmm. like what I'm doing. I hope I'm walking the stage, right? I mean, all of those things, instead of thinking of just, hey, they are here and I'm here to serve. And- I'm here to contribute. Yeah. You know, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers for my subject. There's lots of different ways to think about it, but I do know I have some ways and I know they've helped some people. And so I'm just there to contribute to those people. And when I get that shift, then I don't pump the, then I don't have all the shaky nerves because, because I'm not framing it that way. And so that's an example of having a coach to help you get through that little minefield in our own minds and, um, and then get your message out there to the people it would actually really encourage and help. And you've done a brilliant job of that. You are, Anne. when you show up, you're Anne. And, and that's what we love about you. That's why we're drawn to you because you are so authentic in the way you dress, in the way you show up, in the way you speak. And, and so I don't want people to become a version of Catherine. I want them to become the best version of who they are and feel solid and confident in that um, so that they just, their personality really shines on the stage and, and right. they have some fun with it. That's, that's so do like, do you, right? Be you. Yeah, do but, you. Yeah. but Catherine, one thing that I have heard about you, and this is, you can, t- so, so what I would struggle with and, and I know I, I know that I need some help in is the message. And I have talked like Deb Carrier told me one time that you, she spent like a half an hour with you and you got her so set on exactly how to structure what she wanted to say. I mean, like you pulled it out of her. So, I mean, I've got, an, I've got notes and notes and notes that I write what I want to say, but then to be able to make it into a structure um, that, that makes sense, beginning, middle and end and lands yeah. And authentic at the same time. Right. That's what I think you are a genius at. I mean, that's what I've heard this. This is not me talking. This is like everybody that talks about you is mm. like, they just need to spend some time with you to be able to craft. Really. It's, it's like a perfect speech. And yet then they make, then you help them make it their own and then get up there and have the, the guts, the courage, not only the guts and the courage, but just the excitement. Like, look, I get to give this today. Not, Oh golly. I, I've got to give it today. Right? To, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, uh, back to your initial question of why should, you know, why should women have this as a professional skill? It's not just from the stage. Mm. It's standing up. And if you're a dentist standing up in front of your team at a team retreat or a team meeting um, and leading them, that's a presentation. Um, if you are on a board and you take the lead on a board, it, it, that's a presentation. So just having some training around how to take your, I mean, don't we all have these like wild minds? I mean, the reason we're part of do is because our, we are smart, accomplished women and our minds never shut off. I mean, you have to just go to sleep. <laughs> just yeah, to exactly. the minute you're up, the mind is going and ideas and thoughts and, and all of this. And so, and so it is important that we have the ability to say, what is my primary message here? And how do I make hard choices? How do I take a sharp knife to this 
mess of ideas and thoughts in my head and craft it so that it lands very clearly with my uh, on my audience. Uh, I think we use a, um, a formula we call the bookshelf formula, and it makes it really easy that the shelf represents the kind of elevator pitch of the speech, like what's the bottom line of this speech. Then we put the books on, which are up to five containers for your content. It makes you, forces us to organize our thoughts into five or less containers. And then we have an opening bookend and a closing bookend. And mm -hmm. so all of those pieces, we do it in a certain order and they're all, they all have their own little mini processes within them. But when we teach people how to use that bookshelf formula, you can eventually use it on the fly. Like if you said, you know, can you just jump up? If you would have had a speaker at our last retreat last week, um, fall sick, and you would have said, Catherine, can you fill in, fill, fill 15 minutes? Unprepared, I could have said, what's the subject? Okay, I'll do it. And in my mind, I would have crafted a quick bookshelf and I would have known how to put those pieces together. So we want to teach people how to take something, learn it well, so that either when they have time to plan or when they need to do something impromptu, like like maybe I was asked once uh, not too long ago to stand up at a funeral. I wasn't expecting to speak, but I was asked to stand up and say something. And so on, you know, with just a few minutes notice, I had to craft something that would land coherently with that, with that audience. And I, so I think it is a really good professional skill. We're really thinking about at LionSpeak, trying to get this into young people's hands very early on in their college days or even high school so that they have this from the beginning, you know, that you want to be known for someone who can clearly communicate. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, and not confuse people. So I think uh, giving people that skill, but you're right. And you, you, you have a firework mind, like a lot of women in do because we have a lot of ideas. And so the ability to direct those ideas and not confuse our audience is a huge skill that I think all professional women should should learn. Well, okay. So I'm excited because now I realize I can learn it because a lot of times I'll be talking and I have to say to the audience, stay with me, stay with me. Cause I'll get on different tangents and I, and then I, and the message gets watered down and it's not as powerful as it could be because I don't take the time to create the bookshelf. And so that is very, um, poignant what you just said, like, okay, these are things you be like, somebody said to me one time, go slow to go fast. You know, and and I and I think it's great. I like I say, well, I just I'm not a speaker, I'm a talker, but I am losing, I'm just gonna say this. I need to think of myself as a speaker and like put my big girl panties on and like you know, take some time to learn the skill. You know, who better who better to learn it from than the, the great the great Ka uh, Catherine the Great. Um, I, I love that. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, it's it's so true. It's so true. So what okay, so what are the elements of mastering that per persuasive public speaking? So what's you you know, you get the bookshelf. Yeah. So you gotta organize your content, right? You use the bookshelf or some formula. Paul Homily has a formula too uh, that he calls it the um red and blue spectrum of appeals. So that's a great that's a great framework as well. So find a formula that helps you organize your content. That's the, that's what we do, number one, because it doesn't matter how you physically deliver it if it's a confused mess. So the first thing we do is get the thoughts out, 
get it, get it organized. Then I believe you have to put color on the black and white logic. So you get this outline done, but now that's sort of black and white data uh, or an outline. Now we need color. Color could look like story. It could look like humor. It could be um, costuming. It could be music. It could be video. It could be in, uh, audience interactions. Um, there's a variety of ways we can make it interesting. So those elements are the next piece we do and, or look at. And then, um, then we look at performance aspects. So what do we do with our feet? What do we do with our hands? What do we do with our eyes and our smile? And all, how do we use the stage, whatever, this, whatever represents the stage? Um, how do we use the room? Um, you know, and so just making sure that people feel natural and comfortable, but they look confident um, and at ease on that stage. So we work on some little tips and tricks about how to control your movement and still move um, and how to connect with the audience. And then lastly, we talk about how to practice some practice tips and some, some tips to handle your fear day of, um, and just some, you know, AV kind of uh, things. There's lots, there's lots of moving parts, but, um, but it all stems from a well-constructed speech. So that's where we start. And then we begin to layer on the performance aspects. So, wow, that is so cool. It, that just explains to me why when you showed up at our retreat and the, the, um, we only had hand mics, right. We didn't have the lavalier. Then you're like, oh, it's going to be fine. And then it was like at the very end when you wrapped up and, and just shout out to you, you know, we were running for uh, late, or I don't know, running out of time and you were just so calm and you still <laughs> nailed it. You had like 10 minutes to wrap up. We thought we we're going to have like 40 yeah. and it was just like, it was like you'd done that a million times. You had that whole thing planned. Everybody got so much out of it. It was, it was just remarkable how we sent, how you sent everybody off uh, for the next day, the, which I, I like to say was the first day of the rest of their life um, <laughs> out of this uh, Charlotte area to, to go on and, and do their thing out in the world. So I just, I, I was amazed at what you did um, impromptu and yet um, so at ease and beautiful and got so much out of it. You're just eloquent up there. And it just, um, well, I, I just, I, I, you know, I think everybody in the, in the um, audience is like, I want to be like Catherine, you know, like that's, that's a goal. <laughs> that's a goal. So well, I want, I hope that they, I hope that they want to be as in their skin as Catherine yes, is. Yes. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. a copy of me, but just that comfortable. And that's what happens when you understand a speech construct like the bookshelf, you can you can contract or expand it. Give it because if you're gonna be a professional speaker or even if you are, you know, a dentist or a clinician, a hygienist or whatever, um, and you want to speak on the side, um you will absolutely be faced with um not getting the exact time you were told more often than not, yes. you'll get more or less time, often less. And so I always say, like, I just helped a bunch of speakers that had um, raised their hand for dentistry's got talent competition and they have 10 minutes. If they go over 10 minutes, they're disqualified one second over 10 minutes, they're disqualified. So I said, we're not building a 10 minute speech. We're building a nine minute speech, maybe eight and a half, because 
we just don't want to get anywhere close to that 10 minute mark. And we want to, it won't matter to have 30 seconds less or 45 or a whole minute less. We we can still make this impact, but it, it's worth nothing if we go over and you have to allow for false starts or audience laughter or audience participation that all of that gets thrown in the mix when you're looking at time. So it's such a great feeling to be able to say to your host, I've got you. We're running a little behind. I'll get you back on track. Oh, and I was so happy. Bookshelf, yeah, yeah. Knowing that bookshelf was like, I can yeah. do this. I, can. I was already, as I was sitting there going, okay, I just won't do that. I won't tell that story. I, I've got this, you know, and I'll get us out on time. And so that's the sign of someone who really knows their content, has a bunch of little things in their hip pocket that they can pull out that might be better in the moment. And um, that's what gives you confidence is knowing that you can flex that, that, you know, it is true. It is the confidence at, at the end of the day, it's the confidence that you have in what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. And then when you do it with grace and poise, you get asked back. And that is the goal of all the speakers, because we all have a message and we want to get it out. And I, and I love that. And women that are listening, women are, you know, we are, we are starting to find our place in dentistry and I'll just use dentistry. And I remember when I first started do Catherine, I had a, quite a few uh, females that would say, I would have my hand up in the meeting and I'm sitting, I'm waving my hand and they called on all, all the men. And we, and again, I, you know, you and I both, we love men. We, we got great guys and in, in our lives, but that's changing, right? We are going to be called on and we need to be ready when we are called on so that, that we can bring the next generation along with us and, and it's going to make a difference. So I am very excited to have you on this podcast today. Uh, anybody that's out there that's thinking of not just even, you know, getting up in front of big crowds, but small crowds, be able to speak in front of your morning meetings. I mean, there's just so much goodness that comes from being able to communicate well and to get your point across when people listen and people will listen and take that point and, and, um, and take it in. So Catherine, how do we get in touch with you and, um, give us your, um, your, um, your contact information, and then we're, I'm going to have you back on, and we're going to okay. talk more about your next um, big adventure with uh, Lion Speak. That'll be really yeah. Fun. No, I'd love to. Um, you can contact me. Well, first of all, our website is Lion Speak, L I O N S P E A K, lionspeak.net. We the a winery has the Lions Peak Winery has the dot com. So we teasingly say, if you want wine, go there. But if you want uh, <laughs> communications coaching, uh, unscripted communications coaching, come to lionspeak.net. Uh, and you can reach us at info at lionspeak.net uh, and that will get you in. I would also encourage anybody who's wanting to just follow us and see when the new products will be released. We're hoping to get it out on a, a for sure by the end of the year, the speaker's video. Um, what we're hoping, we're shooting for a Black Friday pre-sale. So we'll see if we, we can get the final videos edited before then. Um, but if you want to be on the list to be notified about that, then the best way would be to join our Monday morning stretch list. It's a blog I write every Monday morning for the last 20 years. Um, that's a lot of writing. You're a writer, and so that's a lot of writing. Um, so join that. It's free. Uh, you'll get my my Monday morning stretch every Monday morning, but definitely we'll be announcing um, all of the new video products uh, in that newsletter every Monday. So um, so stay tuned for more. We're super excited. It's going to be super accessible and affordable for people to, to get and do at their own pace, um, which I think will be great. And then if they want to reach out for coaching, then they'll already have the 
basic knowledge and and then we can fly from there. So I'd love to get more women on our stage, uh, men also, um, and uh, young people. We really want to make an impact there so that people start out their careers with these skills. Um, so yeah. And yeah. And just think, just think if you started out when you were young, where that would take you. Right. Oh, so that's, that's a, that is just such a great thought, great thought for our, for our industry and for the world. And so Catherine, thank you so much uh, for being here. Shout out. I love the morning stretch, by the way, that Monday morning stretch. Oh, you just, you just nail it every Monday. So it's a great way to start our day. And, um, and thank you for all you do for the industry. And if anyone, you know, is out there, remember the most important thing to do is to keep doing you. Thanks everybody. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.